Hi, this is Dondi, and welcome to another episode of Tom's Take. Well, today is going to be uh, fun for me because I do have a guest, and this guest is really special to me. This guest is the one person that keeps me on my toes. And so that I don't prolong who that is, this person is my favorite guy. This is Dude. And he and I are going to... Okay, see? See what I'm saying? He, did I tell him to say hello? Did you hear me say introduce? I was supposed to say You know what? Anyway, we're going to jump right in it. So, because this is who we really are. No need to try to do all of that. Oh, that's not who we are. So, here's what we're going to talk about today. One of his favorite subjects, and that is being black in America. But it's not the subject that you think. It's more along the lines of how blacks in this day and age blame whites and others on the state that we're in. So dude, I'm gonna let you go. What's your state? Just go for what you feel. What, what, what's on your mind? Well, I think every time that there's a problem first thing we do is blame the white man, regardless of how we act uh, from our neighborhoods. It's the white man's fault. It's slavery's fault. Um, the way our children act, it's got to do with the white man. You know, we never, we, we don't take responsibility for what we have put out in our neighborhoods. And I know the system is built against us. But some of the stuff we can control ourselves. Oftentimes, he and I talk about, you know, the way we grew up. We both are 60s babies, late 60s babies. So we were um, preteens and little kids in the 70s. And I grew up in Illinois and he grew up in Tennessee. But we, the similarity in that, although me being in the Midwest and him being in the South, is that we had families in the neighborhood and we had values in the neighborhood where there was the miss whoever was across the street she was responsible for all the children in the neighborhood um, as much as our parents were responsible for us or the mr man down the block who took pride in washing his car and keeping his grass cut and how the children in the neighborhood respected the elders and everybody was an elder, anybody's mom or grandmother, whatever it was, Mr. or Mrs. or Miss and Mr. Um, and it was such it was so much honor. And he and I talked about here recently how it was so cool to be a child in the 70s. But one of the things that I've always said to him or I've said to him and he kind of has his own take is that that's because we had just come out of the civil rights movement, 65, we had just come out. So we were, we were fresh in that black pride, but we both have children that were born in the eighties and then children again, born in the nineties. And that's not the case. So dude, what you think? I think we, we forgot where we came from. And I've always said that everybody that was born after 1965, we failed our kids. We are the we are we are the reason for their failure right now because we did not instill in them what our parents did to us. We just let them go free. 
that they can be able to do this, they can do that. We gave them too much freedom. And our parents didn't give us. We had to earn it, but now the kids don't. They just get it. You know, we've debated this, and I think we kind of both feel the same about it, but I think it's how he views it and says it and how I view and say it. And, and it, it does come because we have these daughters and sons who, you know, are carefree. And I agree with him. And I told him what I think the reason why maybe we weren't as, and I'm using the word strict for the lack of a better word with our children is because we thought we had arrived. We really did, you know, because you could go to any school in any neighborhood, you could drive any car, you could potentially live in any neighborhood. So we felt like we had made it. We could have the job. We could now, instead of just being the dock worker, we could be the foreman. We could be the supervisor. You know, we could be the superintendent of the school as opposed to just a teacher or even just a janitor. And so instead of us being still giving our children the, the guidelines and still saying, okay, let's not get too comfortable. Overall, we still have a lot of work to do. We just threw caution to the wind. And now we have these babies that are born in the 80s and the 90s that have no context of what it is to be black in America and not just black in America as it relates to white, but black in America as it relates to other blacks and what our responsibility is to ourselves and our elders and our culture and our commitment to, to moving forward. In, so, our, in our neighborhoods, you know, we just, we just, we, we, we have just forgotten how to care. You might hear that family. a lot. We, he we always talks about the neighborhood. He you know, does not like paper and trash no. and junky cars and two more, two or three more cars in the yard that don't. Uh, That's not running. That it will drive around the city, and you know, he it, 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 it hurts him. Sense. You he, know, we go, we go to the parks, and you know how. We don't, you got a trash can right there, but instead of putting it in the trash can, we would just throw it on the ground. That's that's crazy. But then if you go to their parks, mm -hmm. we make it a point to put it in the garbage can. If you go to their shopping centers or their malls, you don't see nobody throwing all their paper at the car on the parking lot like you do at the Southgate Shopping Center. They will hold it and put it in the garbage can. But when we get to our neighborhood where we live at, we tear it. We tear it up and tear it apart. You know that's interesting. That and just think about that. Even if you've never, if you haven't thought about it, just drive around the city that you live in. Trust me, that is the case. I think about Section Eight housing, and this. I'm not by no means am I having a problem with anywhere anyone has to live. I, that that's not what this is about. But it's about the pride that we take, or the lack thereof. Someone allows you to rent their home their home. That means this is something that they've invested in and you tear it up under the mindset. Oh, it's not mine. However, as he stated, you go to the other neighborhoods where they may, there's one or two homes that you, you're working hard to maintain the, the neighborhood. And then think about it. Once the neighborhood goes sour, it's as a result of people coming in with the attitude, this isn't mine and I don't care. Where did the, I don't care mentality come for black folk. I, I don't. And why? And, and I, you know, we talk about young people, but it's the people our age. We're both 53. We have people our age and they just have the most lackadaisical, I don't care attitude. 
Where did that come from? Who created that as a narrative? I, I, I'm, I'm speechless when it comes to that. I, I really am. And we and he and I have these conversations often because he's always said we're so far removed from slavery. And then after slavery, the next thing y'all talk about is Martin Luther King. So from Martin Luther King to now, nothing, no movement, no culture, no respect, just no pride. Just tearing up our own. We are. We 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 turn up we tearing up our own, you know, period. You know, we turn up, we turn up and turn down at the same time. Wow. And for the ones that stay, that don't have a choice, nothing but to stay in the neighborhoods, you know, it's harder on them because they can't afford to move out. Mm. And so why should why why should you pay for a house that you've been living in for 30 plus years and then have to move out because of everybody else is turning up around you? You too old to be moving then. Mm. Mm. Well, that's something to think about. It really is about being black in America, black in our neighborhoods. And it's not in reference to any other ethnicity. It's only about ourselves. It's about ourselves. And we, and that's why we got to stop saying the white man this, the white man that, when we can control our own. If we can control our own, then we, we wouldn't have to worry about them not coming in, picking up trash or somebody going to get tires and throwing them all over the street because they don't want to pay a dollar to get them changed when they're at Walmart. They'd I'm, rather bring them back to your neighborhood <laughs> and just throw them out everywhere. I'm or, sorry, family. I'm laughing. He doesn't. Go or, ahead. Or, or the mattresses. You, you have people <laughs> that's been cleaned out their house. You know, you got an old couch, old mattresses. Instead of putting it on your curb, you'll sit here and take it around the corner and throw it in an abandoned <coughs> bed. Excuse me. You know, I, I, I think that's crazy. That's crazy and trifling. That's, that's crazy and trifling. I'm laughing. I'm sorry. Not because... It's funny, but when I tell you, you know, I came on, it's like, okay, we're going to talk about being black. No. What about the neighborhoods? You know, when you get through with black pride and yeah. black lives matter, how about black folks go clean your yard? Clean your yard. You know, you guys who, who got all these used tire shops, they got all these used tires. These tires are no good for nobody's car. And don't get me wrong, sometimes that's all we can afford. But what they do, the tires that they don't sell, they take them and throw them in your neighborhood because they don't want to take them to the dump because they have to pay for it. And what's the difference between that here and now and and before the 70s is there was somebody in the neighborhood that would say, hey, 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 don't do that. Don't drop that. Don't leave that here. We, we're afraid to police ourselves. We're afraid to tell our ourselves Hey, that's not cool. You know, I don't like that or don't do that. Instead, we complain about it. And the people we're complaining to, they don't care because it's not their neighborhood. And we can't even rally each other together to say we're going to clean it up and then hold the other neighbors accountable. It's getting to the point where with all that is happening, like even with COVID that's going on, the accountability. We have to hold the people that look like us accountable, be that your family your, your church, your, your, your job, whatever that is, that's yours. Um, 
We always waiting for other people. We're waiting for the man at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue to change it. When probably the man that needs to change it is, is your avenue. It's where you live. So I'm going to say to do thank you for telling us about the neighborhoods. You know, I know this is one of your passionate, one of your very passionate things. He's being very disrespectful, family. So at this, that being said, I'm going to, uh, we're going to end this with. Clean up! Oh, my goodness. Just exactly what he said. So, again, family, thank you for another episode of Tom's Take. This is Dundee, and I'm out.